Welcome to episode 112 of the Left Behind Game Club. This week, we play WCW NWO Revenge for the N64. You can find all things Left Behind Game Club on Twitter at Left Behind Club, on Instagram at Left Behind Game Club, and on our website at leftbehindgame.club. If you want to join our Discord, you can find the link to that at leftbehindgame.club slash Discord. Are you ready to listen to us talk about Wrestling Game's brother? Then buckle up. Let's get right into it. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCourt, and today I have two friends with me. The first friend, you know him, you love him. His name is Mo Mertati. It's time for some wrestling, finally. <laughs> Let's wrestle with a friend. He is the host of the Wrestle Buddies podcast and entertainment editor at GameSpot.com. All-around good guy, too. It's Chris Hanner. Chris, thank you so much for coming by. Woo! Thank you for calling me an all-around good guy. I don't hear that very often. It's nice. To, it's nice to sort of bask in that for a minute. And yes, I too am very excited for wrestling video games. Holy cow! Today we are talking about WCW NWO Revenge for the N64. It was a game developed by Aki Corporation, published by THQ, released on October twenty-sixth. 1998 gentlemen we'll start how we start every one of our episodes by talking about a fast pitch for the game so what i want you to do is give me a one sentence pitch of this game mo why don't you start us off in a nutshell it's the perfect classic video uh, wrestling video game and i wish it was on mobile that's my little side title Mm. chris uh, give us your one sentence pitch on wcw nwo revenge did WWF Raw is War for the Nintendo 64 make you want to throw your controller at the television? Then you should definitely play Revenge because it is the greatest. That, it's that so is good. Oh. It's so good. I can't even top that. So I'm just going to say wrestling video game Nirvana on the N64. Perfect. Done. Absolutely. Uh, what is your personal history with this game? I mean, it's been out for 22 years at this point. Uh, Chris, why don't we start with you? Because I think you said something very special about this video game. Yeah, this is the first Nintendo 64 game I ever had. Uh, I got a Nintendo 64 for Christmas one year, and with it was a a, a used, mind you, a used copy from GameStop of WCW NWO Revenge, um, which... At first, I was kind of upset. I was like, Mom, you know I'm a WWF guy. Like, <laughs> duh. And then I, re- then I played uh, this game, and I was blown away by it. Because it's, it's so, it's perfect. And it was such, like, my experience with wrestling games prior to this was, like, Super Nintendo and NES games. So, like, and obviously, like, WrestleFest in the arcade and whatnot. This was, this blew them all so far out of the water that, like, I became obsessed with it. Would Fire Pro have been out at that point too? It might have been, but like Fire, like Fire, like WCW is already so far out of like my wheelhouse in general that like Fire Pro is nowhere near on my radar. Though I do play Fire Pro on the PS4 now, uh, and I really wish I would have gotten into that back then too. Mo, what's your personal history with this one? Um, I actually didn't ever played ever until now for the podcast i grew up kind of with that playstation route the the sony life from playstation one playstation two the whole thing um and i had a couple games on gamecube that i thoroughly enjoyed uh but this one when i picked it up I, just the mechanics i've already had in the current modern games it directly applied and i'm, I'm explaining specifically like the mechanics of like a soft uh wrestling attack or a like a hard one which is like the weak the stronger more powerful like hard scoop slams things like that so i i I didn't know nothing about it, but when I picked it up, it felt like I've already played it before, like just with the the feel of the game. I uh, played these games back in the day, and obviously every once in a while somebody throws you an N64 and says, let's play wrestling games, and so I, I, I played that. Uh, but my history is more with 
uh, WWF uh, WrestleMania 2000 mm-hmm. and WWF No Mercy, which were the next two games in the series that came out the years after for the N64. So I've actually never touched this game. And I'm really excited to talk about it with y'all, uh, mostly because I've never gotten to put like the history and the importance of Aki Corporation and their wrestling games into a microphone. And mm-hmm. I'm so excited to do that, especially with you, Chris, as like a, I would call you a wrestling entertainment nerd. profit. Nerd. Okay. I'll profit. Take, I was going to wow. say nerd. I'll take profit. That sounds amazing. It does. Uh, they've been putting out games, wrestling games for like, or they put wrestling games out for like 12 or 15 years. But I think a lot of what wrestling games are now is due to what they uh, kind of instituted in the business. Uh, how would you summarize like their impact on wrestling games? I mean, yeah, it's hard to look at what wrestling games have become and not go back to like where it'll start. Obviously, uh, the game we're talking about in particular, Revenge, didn't have things like the creation suite and whatnot. But like that's something that started like really heavily in WrestleMania 2000. And that is, I would argue, the biggest chunk of what 2K does with their it, when the games work uh, with their <laughs> WWE games today. And all like it's also it's it's been really interesting to see how that also blossoms into sort of other genres of sports games where like the idea of me getting to create a wrestler now also made me go on to like dig creating a football player and a basketball player and all these other things. And it's now in a weird way, even though they've kind of been out of the game for a bit since sort of dividing away uh, from 2k, they're now sort of back in the spotlight working with AEW on a game that AEW keeps saying is like in the spirit of revenge and no mercy in WrestleMania 2000, which I hope it does it in a good way and not a <laughs> feeling very, very old way. Because as much as as much fun as I love as much as I love this game and these uh, this generation of wrestling games, the beauty of them is they always kind of looked forward and improved upon themselves. So I don't know how much we should rely on going backward to what they were, if that makes sense. No, it does, and I think that beyond. Like the the games they did on the N sixty four, there were also games that were I don't want to say like culturally relevant, but like there were other wrestling games they made. Uh, a few that I really enjoyed uh, the Def Jam games, Def Jam Vendetta. Love Def Jam the Def Jam York. games. Oh, wow. they're so good. They're Hitting so good. right in the feels. It's the first two, games. and then they also did the I don't know if you know the anime um, Kaniku Man. I think is what it's called. Uh, they did the Ultimate Muscle games on the GameCube and the PS two, which were also similarly very good. I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's that's uh, uh, Aki, but then there's Yuke's as well. That's kind of tied into that. Like Yuke's yeah, made Yuke's, the two K games. I feel like Yuke's is the one that is still getting a lot of a lot of play now. Which is and I think for for people that are uninitiated to those two companies, uh, Aki made like the N sixty four WWF. No, I'm getting it confused. They made the WCW and WWF games for the N sixty four. And then Yuke's took over because Aki recommended Yuke's for development on future WWF games. Mm-hmm. If you want to find out more, like there are wikis for both that are like really <laughs> it's comprehensive. So, it's so deep, and in my mind, I'm I, I like in my mind, it's always been like, oh no, they're just it's all the same thing. They're all, yeah. they're all essentially like I love I and I love that sort of what you did was sort of pick up the ball and continue evolving what that was. Even uh, you mentioned uh, Mo the GameCube games. Like I'm assuming you're talking about like the Day of Reckoning games. Day of Reckoning which, two. Day of Reckoning is, two was is in my top ten. Yeah. It's ten, so top good. ten games. I, I loved every. I've put so many hours and I played with my younger brother as well. And like we we would go through creating our own custom matches, push putting tables and chairs mm-hmm. and they had like my era like wrestlers too like the attitude era guys which you can pull in it, it was the perfect game for me it like made me kind of dive into the world i watched when i was growing up kind of thing yeah with one company handling all of the wrestling games now i love i loved i love the 2k games um i've i've even grown to love 2k20 despite its many many flaws uh they feel very sort of the same year after year after year like I don't feel like we don't get those big jumps forward like we used to, and like God, it's th- these games. This these games rule. They just rule. 
Yeah, they're, they're, I remember like talking about the things that keep getting added on. I don't remember exactly when and like who introduced them, like a developer wise. But some of the things about like Day of Reckoning that I remember vividly was like if you'd come out like as JBL or like any Guerrero, you come out on the on the actual hit vehicle and it'll be a different vehicle depending on the arena on the side. Like when I I was one of the ones that would watch all of those like cool entrances. I'm like, let's see what the developers made this time. Like because it used mm-hmm. to be just kind of you walk out, maybe the character will do a little like his stereotypical like uh, shtick on mm. the thing and he'll just walk in a straight line down and now it's becoming like no it's theatrical you're literally watching your own custom made show that you're the production manager for it's, it's, well I, did, awesome. I remember by the time they got to the day of reckoning and also the wrestlemania games on the gamecube uh like you could even do the timing where you're like no 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 my guy comes out three seconds into the video playing, not four <laughs> seconds into the video Yeah, playing. like the, the suspense. Oh, man. It's such, such good gameplay. And and fun fact, last thing I have, um, Yuke's actually owned part of uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling for a little while. I think there was an era yeah. where they owned like half of New Japan. So we're bringing it bringing it all the way around. Well, and that that's why like it's hard to talk about a game like Revenge without looking at the like the the, the predecessor to that that style of game from that company was the Virtual Pro Wrestling franchise, which I own, can't play them because I don't have the right kind of Nintendo 64 that'll play a Japanese cartridge. But like for me that was always and this is obviously like late 90s, still sort of internet 1.0, where these were like the like the treasure trove of wrestling games that you heard about, but you never saw. And so it, it's it's kind of awesome that they took what was an incredible game that was released to Japanese audiences and found a way to make it relevant toward American fans during a time when, like, wrestling was it. Like, the late 90s, the WCW-WWF battle for ratings was the thing in pop culture and now that then they all of a sudden they're battling over video games one question for you for those who aren't like there may be some people listening to this that like don't know uh, don't know a lot about wrestling games Mm -hmm. when did wwf buy wcw because i think this is one of the last wcw games correct there were (laughs) there were i think after this i think two more that were because AKI moved to WWF after this. And then WCW did two more, I think, with EA that was uh, WCW Mayhem. And their final game, which is really just, it kind of perfectly encapsulates what the company had become. WCW Backstage Assault, where none of the matches happened in a wrestling ring. They were all just (laughs) fighting games set backstage. It was incredibly dumb. Uh, But I I think WCW finally closed up shop in 2000, if I'm remembering correctly. Sounds about right. Yeah. The the games fizzled out a lot like the company did. Uh, We'll get right into talking about this this game. But before we do that, I want to ask y'all, how did you play this one? I bought a physical cartridge, pulled out my N64, and played that bad boy on an old ass TV. (laughs) Did you guys do the same or, or did you play it via other ways? I did it via other ways. Oh, how'd you how'd you do it? I, I did it uh, with a emulator on my local machine to review the game. Uh, that's what I did. Nice. Uh, I pulled out my OG yeah. cartridge that I I still have my Revenge WCW NWO World Tour uh, WrestleMania 2000 uh, number. I still have <gasps> them all in a box in my closet. So I just pulled out the N64 box and plugged it in, and it was wonderful. So the world needs to know, did you do the blow into the cartridge or was it functional? <laughs> 100% blow into the cartridge. It was all yeah. very dusty. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I bought like a, new. a refurbished cartridge from eBay and had to do the same. Like I was yeah. blowing that thing for a while <laughs> to get it to work. I miss the days of having to blow into a cartridge to make the game work. I know that's crazy and everything now is just download it and play it. But like, man, there's something special about that experience of like, you blow it, you see the dust fly out, then you plug it in and you have a game. <laughs> you couldn't live without my help. <laughs> <laughs> we have only played, this is the second N64 game we've played, and this may actually be the oldest game we've ever played on the pod. So, Oh, wow. Uh, so what was the other N64 up. game? Uh, Pokemon Snap. Pokemon Snap rules. Uh-huh. Flat out. That's what a fun game. You guys pick good games. We, we pick oh, good shucks. bangers on the N64. I like uh, it. 
but why don't we get right into it and talk about this game in particular? Uh, I, I don't know where I want to start. I, I think where I want to actually start is around the gameplay of the of the game because we've talked about how foundational this game was for wrestling games. And Mo, you hinted at it when you talked about like different types of strikes. I think that I'd love to just dive in and say what makes this so special. I think it's partly because of how they changed wrestling game controls. If that's if that's a if that's how I want to say that. Yeah, I I, I don't I, can't, I don't have like a timestamp before or after in terms of which games came out previously or afterwards. So I don't know what it improved on specifically, but I can just talk about some of the things that I saw and I was like, wow, I'm surprised this was in here like so early in the video game like life cycle. Specifically, there's like direct counter animations that were like dependent on the move that you were doing. So there's like a front toe kick that you can throw. And I had one situation where the character just grabbed my foot. I'm like, whoa, that's that's neat. Because like in the in the newer games, obviously you can detect like the, the objects coming close to each other. But the fact that that was like incorporated with a small micro like animation that seemed way ahead of its time. Like the improvements in NFL games weren't as dramatic like that. Like if I go play an NFL <laughs> game from 15 years ago, it's like literally bumper cars. <laughs> The, while this was this was my first experience, my first Nintendo sixty four experience. I went back after the fact and like played the other WWF games before this, and it they were the beauty of Revenge and the games that followed it were it gave your character like a pretty complex, very deep move set, but it was all so easy to do as opposed to the earlier WWF games where it was like. It was like Tekken controls. We had to push like 20 buttons to do yeah. like a power bomb. And like, that's not fun. That's the opposite of anything that I want in a wrestling game. I want to be like, you have the strong grapple. You have the weak grapple. You have the strong strike. You have the weak strike. And from the from there, you have a number of moves assigned to each one. And that's fantastic. Like, that's exactly what you need. And not only yeah. that, it was super easy to... Uh, even in tag matches, like decide who you were going to, and I know this is this isn't as big as like the um, short press, long press strikes and grapples, and the variety within it and the counter system. But even the ease of like switching between which character you're going to target was like a real breeze and a real quick thing to start. Like I hadn't played this game in probably five years, and mm. within five minutes I was like, oh, I know how to do all of this. Because this is the foundation for which all wrestling games afterwards have drawn from. And I, the thing, I, I have played a WCW game way back when. It might have been at a friend's house. And I just have a vivid memory of them having so many characters that you could select. But I never played the game well. And I was always struggling <laughs> to like select, like to move around in the ring. And that's why I had like a negative... I wasn't expecting much from this one. Because I was like, oh, it's another WCW game. It's probably going to be like the thing I did remember. But mm-hmm. you guys are right. Mechanics... It's exactly what you want. You can pick it up if you've played a modern one and play it right away. Uh, even like the the running, uh, the exiting the ring, uh, like I would say that takes like a, a, a little bit of time to like understand, get used to how to get on the mm-hmm. top rope, how to take weapons from the crowd. But like even that stuff is not incredibly difficult. I think the thing that took me the longest, kind of ashamed to admit this, is like figuring out how to get weapons from the crowd and figuring mm-hmm. out how to use my special. Like, that was the thing that... I, it didn't click for me to right away because you have to use the D-pad to control and the control stick to um, to kind of use your special and use your special abilities. And I just could not for the life of me figure out how to get it to work. Yeah, that that is the one thing that, like... All, that That I distinctly remember being a sticking point with me, like, for a while when I first started playing them. Especially since... If you don't know exactly what you're doing, it makes it feel like your special meter is going to expire even quicker. So you're constantly in a rush like, no, I have to get next to them. I have to strong grapple them. Then I have to hit the taunt button and then I'll do the finishing move. I still couldn't do it reliably like every time. And I probably because like I haven't like I I played it for a couple hours, but I I just that was the one thing that I, I just wasn't getting Mo. This, this is that one thing that just reminded me specifically of like back in the day whenever you'd play a game you'd have to go to that reference manual or the pages in the front <laughs> of that cassette to like figure out the movesets because there wasn't like that ability it's like how, how do you it wasn't like a fully fledged tutorial in every game or like how to play them I feel like this would be a perfect thing where they'd have that little checklist at the top like special do this this and this and it would work every time 
I, I just shared for, uh, for our audio listeners, I just shared uh, with uh, the folks on this call the instruction manual, a high-res scan of the instruction manual. If you want to peruse this and be taken back, uh, there is some wonderful imagery in here, some great description of how to play. And then in the back, there's merchandise from WCW. Uh, and ads from other uh, THQ games like Can I Quest... still buy it? That's the question. <laughs> Quest 64, a Rugrats game, and Penny Racers for the N64. So just to give you an idea of the era. Um, TDP so and Big Show. Oh, man. I, g- given that my copy of this game was, oh my God, I want the NW Heavyweight title belt. It's only $15. Dang. Um, g- given that I got this used, it did not come with the instruction book. I went to the school library and went oh. on to game FAQs and like printed out like just the gigantic mm-hmm. text file that was just, it had to be 30, 40 pages long. And then I, I, I they had one of those big industrial stapler, staplers, <laughs> stapled that bad boy and brought it home and studied it obsessively. Man, I love that manual, Jacob. Like, it's it's so great. I, I remember when we like, I think it was the the Wii generation games or things like that. When you just get the sleeve that says "Register your video game," it broke my heart, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I miss I miss deep instruction manuals. This is great. I will include this as a link. So if you're listening to the show and you want to take a look, check the show notes and it will be linked within there. But uh, Chris, I-, I need to know. So you-, you print off that thing from GameFAQs. Is that full circle how you end up at the job you have now? Oh, not at all. No, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't learn that GameStop and GameFAQs were owned by the same company until I'd worked there for maybe a year. <laughs> and that's then I saw it like in an email, like this, here's something about GameFAQs. I'm like, why are we why are we talking about them like oh because they're one of our sites like oh that's cool <laughs> i remember now they were still around <laughs> cuz honestly i'm not a gamer i'm just a wrestling game gamer and that's about the extent of it let's talk about the characters in this one uh it is obviously 1990 well it would have been like 1997 era roster for for wcw i won't lie to you um my favorite part of the roster was the cruiserweights and then mm-hmm. anything outside the cruiserweights I was just like, what is D-A-W? What is E-W-F? I have no idea what these things are. Are they creator wrestlers? No, they are, they are real Southern Californian wrestle, wrestling companies, right? So, yeah, E-W-F, E-W-F is still a Southern California wrestling company, which blows my mind all the time. They're the, they're the, they're the indie wrestling company that like, got me into indie wrestling when I first moved to L.A. Uh, way back in the day. Um, it's It's... It's a weirdly very deep roster for a wrestler, especially at the time. Like now I know 2K talks about like we have like 60 wrestlers stock in every game or more. And like, that's great. But back in back then, like you would be lucky if you got like 15 guys tops. And this was a full this was a full roster. And each each person had like four different quote unquote attires. Like mostly it was just different colored costumes. But like it, it just it made it feel so much cooler. Like, oh yeah, I can be Hollywood Hulk Hogan, or I could be red and yellow Hulk Hogan, or I could be really Hollywood Hulk Hogan, always wearing sunglasses when I'm fighting, like stuff like that. And you could so put much. other people's costumes on. So you could put like Hulk Hogan's costume on Chris Jericho. Could you not? I believe so. Like, because I because I know you couldn't. What you could not do is create your own characters, but I know you could go into the the stock characters and change them up. I think you could even change their names, which you I can. definitely did for the people I did not know. One hundred percent, I was like, I don't know you. You're going to be my friend, Kevin. Like, um, tell me and others. Then, others, did you rename? Oh, I like it was just me and all my friends. Like, there was a Chris, there was a Kevin, there was a David, there was an everybody, uh, and then we would just beat the crap out of each other with steel folding steel chairs. <laughs> Uh, but like you mentioned the cruiserweights and yeah, the cruiserweights got a lot of use out of me and right, right up there with the cruiserweights. So it was the section that was just titled Raven's flock. <laughs> it was just Raven and his boys who all dress like grungy weirdos. Dark, and yeah. I was very into it at the time. <laughs> uh, Lodi, Scotty Riggs, sick boy, Reese and sick Kidman. Boy. Kidman. Kidman in the in the the white tank top and jean shorts because he's cool. Yeah, very very good. And they divided the WCW roster by like 
where they were on the card. So like mm-hmm. WCW one would have like Roddy Piper, DDP, oh, Bret Hart, yeah. and then like as you go down, like it's don't really know who's in like Yuji Nagata's in like WCW three, but like WCW four, those are the guys I know. Those are the cruiserweight guys. Yeah, uh, but there were some in there, especially when you get further down EWF and DAW. No idea, no clue, not a clue who these men are. And it's not it's I'm. I'm blanking on it right now. Is Aki Man in Revenge? Aki Man's in Revenge, right? Aki Man is in Revenge under uh, EWF. EWF, yeah. Because yeah. I, 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 Aki Man was like one of the only crossovers between Revenge and WrestleMania 2000. <laughs> like, man, this character that doesn't exist that I wish exists because what a cool costume is Can really making him? waves in games. He, it's a full, it's a white full body suit, <laughs> and then. His, the Aki logo is on the face. So it's literally just, it's as if you're fighting a corporate logo, honestly. And it's the best. And doesn't he have, like, the most deranged smile underneath that mask as well? I believe so, yes. It's so weird, but, like, it works. It made me want to play as him. And fi- honestly, I got a kick out of fighting that character because, like... In as much as, especially in Revenge, when you couldn't go too overboard in sort of the customizing, oh like, he was the mysterious one because you couldn't see his face, and he <laughs> wasn't Rey Mysterio. Oh. I literally just looked up what this guy uh, looked like because I couldn't remember. It's like a Metal Gear Solid boss or, like, Resident so Evil, weird. like, mechanical boss. I'm actually going to look up a picture. Oh, there he is. Yes, the white suit with the blue stripes. It's like the he Mega Power Ranger. so cool. Yeah. Yeah, he... I'm trying to think, like, he looks like a t-shirt you would buy on the beach. Like, those smiley face t-shirts that were mean. <laughs> like, that's yeah. what his face looks like. So, uh, if you're listening to this, look up Aki-Man, and you will not be disappointed. Uh, apart from Aki-Man, what were some of your favorite characters, or, like, who did you usually go to? Because I was going, like, I won the, the championship with uh, Chris Jericho, uh, and then <laughs> I played a lot with Rey Mysterio, and those are the two guys that I usually played a lot of. I, I wasn't really about, like, the heavyweights as much. Uh, who were some of your favorite characters uh, in this one? Ooh. I Like, I... I loved Raven because I loved the animation for the Evenflow DDT. <laughs> In fact, when it got to WrestleMania 2000 and I could just attach that to my guys, I would just attach the Raven's finisher to all of them because it, just, it like that animation looks so cool. Uh, I love the Cruiserweights. I, like, uh, Eddie Guerrero is the greatest person to ever step mm-hmm. in the ring. So Retweet. Like, Retweet. Being him, and especially because I believe it was Chavo had the Eddie Guerrero is my favorite wrestler t-shirt on, <laughs> which is perfect. Like, yeah, it's God, what a roster. It blows my mind. It blows my mind, honestly, that like all of these people who some of whom you look at Chris Jericho hadn't really hit any sort of stride yet. But he's like that. That it's such a good move set in the game. Yeah. And he had he like, just left Japan like a few years prior to coming over. Like, I, I don't remember his exact like timeline. I think it was pretty close to that. Well, because he. he and uh, yeah, I know because I think Mexico was his first stop and then it was Smoky Mountain for a while and then it was off to Japan. And I think, oh, and then he was in e- he was in ECW right before he was in uh, WCW. And that's sort of when he came over. But he was still he was still so young and so fresh. And uh, I liked him a lot. Then that Man. is as far as oh. I will go in my comments about Chris Jericho. Uh, yeah, I actually met Chris Jericho. Uh, so when I first picked up this game, I did the quick little scroll. Okay, who am I going to pick for like my first just exhibition match to pick up different characters? As soon as I saw him, I picked him up. Uh, I struggled so much, just like you guys, with like finding the finishing moves. But what I noticed, if I had him like on his back, like a character on their back, and I grabbed mm-hmm. their legs, he just initiated the equivalent of like the walls of Jericho, mm-hmm. and. I went on a rampage, like a six or seven fight match where I just made everyone tap. Like wow. I'd t- get hard scoop, slam them, make them tap, make them to every single time. Yeah. And I'd, I'd pull them back just so like I'm away from the rope. So I get an extra like three seconds before the rope break. <laughs> oh, no legs were safe. I used, everyone well, was tapping. I used Jericho a lot and I was actually not relying on like his walls of Jericho submission. Like I was doing a lot of like running clotheslines, like splashes from the top rope, like throwing them to the outside, and then like basically his his move wasn't a super kick, 
but like using his his uh, version of like a, a hard strike. I guess I was playing like mm-hmm. more of a brawler than uh, some, mm-hmm. like a grappler with Chris Jericho. Yeah, no, I definitely like with with every character you kind of have to use a variety of different moves to like get your your stamina, your spirit moving. If you keep doing the same thing, the character also will pick up and counter like regular. So I definitely used a variation of like move sets. But when it came down to it, when I, I got farther enough, I'm like, okay, let's make this guy tap. It's time to put him away. And I'm, I'm actually glad you mentioned the submissions because like for my money, that is the best. Like it's the button mashing submission. Yeah, like, exactly. And that, that works. I love that style of like submission moves in a game as opposed to, I don't know if you guys have played the more modern 2K games where it's like you're chasing a Hate circle it. around another Hate circle. It. And it gets, it's so difficult and frustrating that like I just don't do submission moves in the new games because that, I can't. That's exactly it. I, I think I have one of the most recent ones on one of like the streaming services like, uh, and I was so excited to see that I had it installed it on, I think, my PlayStation. And then it was those small things, like the submission timed events, and even for the pins as well, like timing it to make sure it's in there at the right time. I, I, yeah. It's so frustrating that I, it pushes me away. If, if we if a new game came out with the original mechanics or like the option to like play like that way, I think I'd be more inclined to check it out. Uh, what do you guys think of the graphics and sound on this one? I mean, it's an N64 game, uh, and boy face bad. Faces are bad, but... It's fine. Faces are bad, but the, the, actually there's something sp- graphically specifically, and I guess sound-wise, that I wanted to shout out. And it's the intro to the game when, like, the semi-truck is driving down the road and it comes up to sting in the road with a bat for some <laughs> reason. And then it's just, like, it, like the, the opening of that game is so freaking good. Like, I watched it again on YouTube this morning and got hyped up because, <laughs> and it just made me want to go play the game because, like, it's... We it's you don't really especially with wrestling games you don't really see those long drawn out sort of intro packages to introduce what the game is and it's filled with it's filled with the characters in all of the best possible situations you could want to see them to make the game look amazingly perfect you see them all doing only their finishing moves you see them like mid their entrances and it's all set to like a really cool MIDI track with also like a really cool guitar riff over the top of it. Yeah. And like, I love it. And yes, looking back on it now, and even then I could look back on it and be like, wow, it's weird how these faces are all super flat (laughs) with like just drawings on them. But like, it still looks so cool. It's obviously of its time, but like, man, it looks so dope. Uh, if I remember correctly, you were describing like Sting and a truck and a bat. Part of me was convinced that like they used up a quarter of the space on this cartridge just to get this five minute intro on this damn <laughs> this thing. Music video, yeah, one hundred percent. They had to have. It's ridiculous, yeah. but I love it. And honestly, it's the best piece of music in the game because the entrance music for pretty much everyone. And I think there's like what. Maybe four entrance songs total. Isn't it like yeah. it's kind of gar- it's kind of garbage. Yeah, it's bad. It's not. There's not even like a like a really poor MIDI version of each wrestler's actual entrance. Like, give me a crappy NWO entrance theme song for when Hulk Hogan comes to the ring. I'll be fine. I'm I'm looking at the data size for the entire game, and it's sixteen point three megabytes. Get out of here. Yeah. Wow. 16 megabytes. So it looks great for 16, 16 megabytes, considering all the characters and all the assets they, they must have had on there. That's amazing. That's not even a full album. Yeah, you can download the ROM for Jeez. 12 megabytes here. Shoot. <laughs> Wild. Wild. I, I guess one of the other disappointing areas, and I know that they built on it as the years went on, but this game is kind mm. of thin in terms of content. Is that fair to say? I think so. Like, it's especially, yeah, obviously compared to what came later, 100%. There's like a, a championship there's a, mode. There's a singles match. Yeah. You get <laughs> it's a championship single match. Mode. You get yeah. uh, championship mode where you can go after any of the belts, which is basically just like 10 matches in a row until you get the title match. It's like a Mortal Kombat tower, But honestly. with no fan. Yeah, fan. literally. <laughs> No, not at all. And then there's a battle royale. It's like, okay, now you fight. Yeah, Hulk Hogan. exactly. It's like, hey, here, fight the champion. You same as before. Cool, cool. Uh, and then there's a battle royale, mm-hmm. which I think was super cool to to go through. 
Uh, yeah. Especially given we're recording this around Royal Rumble time. The, yeah. Those old battle, like, they were so much easier to lose and so much harder to win. But, man, like, when I when and, and I think it was, it topped out at four people in the ring at a time. Um, but, like, when me and my buddies would all gather around <laughs> and plug in the four controllers and duke it out and just be terrified of accidentally getting clotheslined over the top rope. Oh, that was joy. Like, that was the fun. Yeah, no, I vividly remember the battle royales and specifically uh, the Royal Rumbles. Like just sending it to like a random drop. I would, I'd have my buddies over, or I'd play with my younger brother, and it's essentially like random drop. And you're sitting there like waiting. Am I gonna get called in? Am I gonna called in? Or you can even set it in like pr- the newer games, I guess, to like auto assign whatever next person comes in. Mm-hmm. Wrestling games are so fun, so fun. Um, they're good party games, which is weird. Like as as much fun as like. Yes, I would love to play Jackbox with a room full of people. I would also love to wrestle on TV with a room full of people. Uh, I think this is a good point to bring up uh, a segment we do on the show called The Recommendation Machine. The Recommendation Machine. Which is a segment in the show where we give recommendations. If you like this, you'll like that. So, Chris, you talked about wrestling games that you liked. Uh, do you want to maybe talk about some mm-hmm. of your other favorite wrestling games? So if folks want to play more wrestling games after they listen to this, they can jump into some others. Uh, ooh. Of the modern era, I would say WWE 2K19 is the best that we have. Uh, it is a game that my, like every time I go home to visit family, uh, my old next door neighbor who now lives around the corner, like I go over to his house and we have a whole federation of people we've <laughs> created. And, like, storylines and titles and all these things that are all exist within 2K19, a game we've been playing since 2018. Uh, so that 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 one's fantastic. Fire Pro World is the most recent Fire Pro, I believe. That's a lot of fun. And it is also the closest we have to sort of a general manager mode, if that's what you're into. If you like controlling, like, a franchise in the NFL 2021 or whatever it's called, like, that, like... This is as close as you're going to get. And it has a very robust sort of uh, community creations thing. Because that's something else that wrestling games have now that, like, I understand why they didn't have them then. But, like, instead, I would go on the Internet and, like, look up, like, formulas for other wrestlers and then just have to painstakingly go through and change, like, this color, this thing has to be this color, this thing has to be this color, just to get it as close as possible to someone who's not in the game. Never remotely close at all. Um, but, yeah, I would say probably if, if, if you are trying to get back into wrestling games and you want to do it on the most current generation, uh, WWE 2K19 is the way to go. 2K20 is a very, very buggy game. And 2K Battlegrounds is not great. No, it's about the it's 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 very fine, but incredibly shallow. Every wrestler has the same move set. Uh, there's not there's no real customization. It's it's fine. Mo, what do you think? Um, for me, I the, the game I always will recommend, and it's one of the reasons why I'm still actively looking for a physical GameCube, and that's to play Day of Reckoning two. Um, if if I if that's that's something I'll probably always have because it's my. It was my favorite game. I loved all the characters in it. The move sets were awesome. I'd say that. Besides that, I've played some of the newer ones. I think it was two K twenty and maybe one like way before two K nineteen, and it they, they never really pulled me back in. I just maybe I've outgrown some of the the newer characters and superstars, but mm-hmm. I think part of it was mechanics. Uh, I want to go back and play Day of Reckoning two now. Like you've got you it. like I I had almost forgotten about that game, and now I'm like oh my god. Do I still have it somewhere? I have oh to man, I, if you find it, actually, I might, I might have to message my younger brother. I, he, he might be able to find it at my folks' place because I, I have a copy somewhere. You know what I keep thinking of? What was the name of the WWF game that was a driving game that was very bad? Crush Hour. That's a bad game, right? WWF Crush Hour. It was not good. No, it was like, what if like, what if we took like the WWF branded Hot Wheels and turned it into a, like a drag racing game? Why? I don't know. But slap Stone Cold Steve Austin's name on it. We'll sell some. They, they, and they, they sold probably, me one. Yeah. <laughs> I owned it on GameCube because I'm a monster. I've bought every wrestling game. Every single WWE game since 2000 I have owned at some point. 
Most of them are bad. Well, you know what a good one is? Did you play WWE hmm. All-Stars for the 360 and PS3? That's a good mm-hmm. wrestling game. That's a fun, like, the, the, WWE has done a couple, like, fun arcade-style games over the years. It's that one, and I think Legends of WrestleMania yep. or something like that. That are just kind of, they're just kind of fun sit-down-and-go games where you don't have to get too deep mm. into being obsessive about everything. If you have somehow gotten through this podcast talking about a wrestling video game and you're not a fan of WWF, uh, WWE, WCW, whatever, I can give you two wrestling game recommendations and we've already talked about them. The first is Def Jam Fight for New York. That game is a classic mm-hmm. where you play as rappers like Snoop Dogg, Method Man, Red Man, Fat Joe, and just, uh, you have like five different fighting styles, but it's based on like the Aki style wrestling games and you just go through a story mode in which you like buy clothes, get haircuts, like fight people in garages it's just such a stellar game and if you are not a wrestling fan you will probably still adore this game i i agree like i haven't i haven't played those in so long and those popped back up in my mind recently where i was like i feel like i need to track these down so i can give them another they're hard to find (laughs) so uh let me give you one that's even harder (sighs) to find uh, it is Ultimate Re- Ultimate Muscle Legends versus New Generations for the GameCube. Uh, another Aki wrestling game came out in 2003. It's based on like a manga. And it is, hey, do you like characters named Dick Dick Van Dick and Kid Muscle? Mm-hmm. Uh, you I will do. really like this game. It's just very fun. You, it, it takes this wrestling game and it like layers on like, I don't want to say like supernatural elements to it, but like uh, each wrestler is like a superhero and so like you can fly through the air a little bit your jumps are very high off the top rope like it's very fun so uh watch some video of ultimate muscle legends versus new generations if you're into wrestling but like don't want to play a like a wwe game now question is is ultimate muscle the same thing as those little muscle characters those little pink muscle characters yeah so i think if i'm gonna send you a picture of what kaniku man looks like but Kaniku Man is like this pink looking man child looking thing. Just Oh Yeah, Google Google Ultimate this. Muscle and it's like a man and he's very pink and he's got lots of muscles and he's got what looks like a, sort of a luchador mask over his face or like very large lips, I can't tell which. Um but uh tell oh. me same thing. I think so. Like a much cool, like a much obviously, this is, it looks a lot cooler than it did when it was like 1985 and it was just a little pink, like er, shaped eraser. Uh, but like, yeah, this, this looks dope. It is a good anime that I think they, what yeah, are they, okay. I think it was on like the Fox box back in the late 90s. So. Uh, you could probably find episodes of this on YouTube if you looked hard enough. So there you go. A series of recommendations of wrestling video games that you can try if you played WCW and WO Revenge and you were enthused. Uh, gents, before we close, uh, any further comments about WCW and WO Revenge for the N64? I just love it. It's, it's, I just love, like, even... I don't I don't like Hulk Hogan at all. But like even I was watch I started watching some game because obviously I'm I'm injured this week so I can't keep I couldn't keep playing. So I started watching some gameplay videos and even just I watched a full Hulk Hogan versus Sting match. <laughs> just like I could have just watched that actual wrestling match easily on the <laughs> WWE network, but no, I watched the Hulk Hogan versus Sting WCW versus NWO revenge match and I was sucked into it because like it's it's a it's obviously it's nostalgia like it takes you back it takes me back to a time when like this is what we did in high school we played these wrestling games over and over and over again but beyond that there's just something so engaging about how they play it's coming me coming from like super nintendo wrestling games to this it was like entering a whole other world because suddenly you weren't, it wasn't just a 2D, like almost practically a side, like an old timey, like fighting game. It was, 
it was 3D and there were polygons and you had entrances that were kind of weak, but they were awesome all the same. And every, and every wrestler had their signature finisher and they all had really cool move sets and they all look. And the thing about these games is like, especially the cruiserweights of that era, the colors were all so bright and crazy looking that like everything stood out as unique and individual. And I love it. And buff Bagwell was there, but nothing can be perfect. <laughs> uh, I'll give you my take. Like this is the best selling wrestling game on the, on the N64. It is the best selling third party Nintendo wow. game ever. According to, um, according to IGN, uh, and again, this was at in 2000. So I would imagine it was the best-selling wow. wrestling game as of the year 2000. Um, okay. So let, let's let me check that before I wreck that. Uh, but I just had a lot of fun like busting this open and playing it for a couple hours. So like, if you have an N64 or if you have other means and you're looking for something fun to do on a mm. weekend afternoon with some of your buddies or even by yourself, like I cannot recommend enough to just dive back into this game and and have fun like i truly think like it's not something that you will like continue to play it's something that you'll play for a couple hours and then go like cool this was a lot of fun uh i had so much fun playing this and i'm really glad that we did it mo do you kind of feel the same way yeah essentially it's a quick session game like you pick it up if you if you love wrestling games and you recognize some of the characters it adds that additional like bonus nostalgic hit so if you remember those old days and you want to play a wrestling game this is definitely one that won't be as offensive as maybe some of the other ones during that time period offensive (laughs) is a good way to put it I i like that a lot if only it had a story mode, honestly. Like they kind of had, a, they kind of got, they kind of got a story mode into No Mercy, but it was such a terrible story mode. Like the day yeah. of, I feel like Day of Reckoning was when they really got into like a deeper. What story was the, mode what was the story game, mode like for those was, who haven't played it on the on that N sixty four game? I, I vaguely remember it just being like you, you can like make good decisions and bad decisions, and it was just a generic story that they built that you made your custom character like go through. Yeah, I don't remember vividly exactly what happened though. Maybe. Me- meanwhile, the No Mercy storyline was literally just a rehash of like three months of WWE <laughs> programming. It was just like you playing out The Rock's storyline, <laughs> but with your created wrestler. It was so weird. I still did it. I still want to do it again. But like, if there's one thing WWE wrestling games in general have been sorely lacking at. Up till now, even it's like, man, get a good, get a good campaign. What was the one where you actually went through like NXT and like faced off against Mister Smiley Man, bringing it back to Aki guy? Like, what was that one? Was that eighteen? Was that seventeen? That that was that was that was nineteen and twenty. Um, when they tried to they tried to relaunch the idea of what a story mode was, but in but like the problem with it is that it. You you have to start as a trainee, and that takes so many hours just to learn to do a move. Oh. And then the issue is there's way too much load time because it, it has to stop to load oh. every single little thing. So you spend 75% of the time just waiting for the game to load. Maybe now that we're getting into like a new generation of consoles and 2K took a year off to fix their game so they can make it better this time. Uh, maybe we'll get something better, but like, man, I would love, I don't even know what it would look like, but I would love a very immersive story game in a wrestling game. Maybe we'll get that with the AEW game that's supposedly coming. Who knows? I hope so. I, I, I have you, you've seen, I'm hoping you've seen the foot, the little tiny bit of footage they released. It's, it doesn't look like a WWE game. And that is honestly the best compliment you could get it because they're trying something different. They look like so I can't, I'm stoked. big action figure muscle boys, but like I'm looking forward to playing with them. It, it looks like sweaty action figures for sure. <laughs> I'm into it. Again, Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show today. If people want to find you and your work, where can they do so? Uh, I'm all over the, the social media, as it were, uh, at Chris Hayner. Uh, you can find me writing about any number of things on GameSpot, mostly television, movies, and theme parks. My three true loves <laughs> in this dark, dark world. Uh, and then every single Thursday, a new episode of Wrestle Buddies is released on every podcasting platform. This week, we talk about the year 1995. It's a terrible, terrible year. We talk about stuff like the time RoboCop came to wrestling. 
geez, uh, oh, the time where the big boss man fed Al Snow his own dog. <laughs> that happened in pro wrestling because guess pro what? Pro wrestling kids? is art. It's pro real art. It's art, but in the worst possible way. It's that art that your friend that you're embarrassed to tell your friends you're into. Like, let's see if this works. Make him eat the dog. It's like, wait, why? Why? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Oh. The dog's name was Pepper, and it was a very peppery dish. It's oh, very, it's very, oh, very bad. Oh. <laughs> Sterile. For real, honestly, I know this is not a wrestling show, but the Big Boss Man is the worst human being in the history of wrestling because he also kidnapped the Big Show's dead dad. In storyline, oh or I know God. these men are sometimes carnies in sto- or in no, real life. In storyline, he showed up to the Big Show's dad's funeral and chained the casket up to the back of his police car, which wasn't a police car. It was the car that the Blues Brothers drove around with the big megaphone on top of it. And he drove out of the cemetery with the casket and the Big Show riding on top of the casket, screaming at him to stop. Wrestling is good. Wrestling is good. And you know what else is good? Uh, my co-host, Mo Murtadi. Uh, bad segue, especially when you call it out. Uh, Mo, tell folks where they can find you like on social it. media. Uh, you can find me on almost all social media platforms at Murtadi, But more often than not, I'm hanging out in our Discord server. Um, you can find that at leftbehindgame.club or leftbehindgameclub.com slash discord that'll kind of hook you directly to our server and you can come chat we talk about some great deals and we play among us every once in a while so we'll see you guys oh, there good, good game. game oh yeah you can find me on the internet at Jacob McCord on all major social media platforms. Uh, I host another podcast called Cutscenes. It is a video game movie podcast. We just started season two. Uh, we are talking about uh, shows this time around like The Witcher uh, and terrible movies like Pixels, uh, like Doom, Ooh. and like uh, Spy Kids 3D Game Over. They're all bangers, so come and check that out at cutscenes.ca. Uh, and that's... Have you done Mortal Kombat Annihilation? We have done Mortal Kombat, the original, uh, which is a a very bad movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Annihilation is next. Uh, Mortal Kombat, the original, should win Oscars (laughs) compared to Annihilation. I hear it's very bad. So (laughs) not something we're doing in season two, but something we are definitely doing in season three. Uh, One thing we've been doing every season is uh, watching the Resident Evil movies one at a time. Uh, So we just watched the second one of those. And also, they're very bad. (laughs) I just, I just went, they sent me the, Sony or whoever put them out, sent me like the 4K uh, collection. I started going through them again. I'm like, the first one's yep. okay. Like, it's not great, but like, it's a decent uh-huh. horror movie. A decent, like, weird early aughts zombie movie where everything is super new metal. Uh, but like, holy cow, those movies go hard, right, turn into garbage Yeah, we really just quickly. watched Apocalypse and it's very bad. And I guess the fun part, and I've not seen the third, fourth, fifth, or sixth one, uh, it's a surprise for me as we Good go. Uh, the third one, I guess, disregards most of the second one. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> None of it. Great. Stuff. Also, as it goes on, they try to work in characters from the actual video game franchise, but they're nothing like they are in the video game. I love that. Cutscenes, a video game movie podcast. If you want to hear about garbage like Resident Evil Apocalypse. Uh, Mo, uh, take us home, my friend. Shout out Michael Ruffalo, and that, my friends, is one less game left behind.